Success is keeping our country safe. Now you want to secure your future. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has helped military service members like you reach your next goal. With 90-plus undergraduate and graduate programs, specializations, and certificates, more than 175 classroom and service locations worldwide, and online and hybrid courses, UMGC is here for you wherever your military service leads you. Personalized advising from knowledgeable military and veteran advisors will help you find the right path, while our military and veteran-specific scholarships make achieving your dreams possible. We'll help you succeed again. Now, active duty military, reserves, and their spouses can qualify for the Military New Graduate Student Savings Program. Eligible students save 30% per credit on most master's degrees and graduate certificates. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Welcome to... Oh, thank God he's taking those glasses off. I will need them for reading I call them comments. his Jürgen glasses. Jürgen. My name is Jürgen. Welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. If you are um, watching on our YouTube channel rather than listening... Um, sorry, my hair's wet. <laughs> We're having to squeeze this in today before we do everything else. So, quick shower and straight to it. We haven't done a How to Stay Married for a while and I know a lot of you guys really 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 like this podcast so um we're going to try and get a bit more regular with it probably every fortnight or something like that so um we hear you we hear you this the idea for this week's topic was actually came from us last night yesterday morning we had the most terrible breakfast in uh, covent garden we were sat in covent garden and there was a table of uh young women next to us and they were all talking about they were saying when is the right time to have kids yeah and that got me and Mark talking. And then also the other night we had a friend round and um, we were talking about, actually it was her teenage son that said to her, why don't you and dad go out together more often? And oh, I yeah. said, I don't think you realise how kids suck the oxygen out of a relationship yeah, yeah. because they do. And that doesn't mean that relationships or relationships have to fail. Of course not when you have children. But you have to be very, very mindful of that oxygen, resuscitate it regularly, the relationship that is, and um, not give all the oxygen that you have to your children. So that that works quite nicely with what's the right age. I think we'll come to, I, I suspect when we get to the end of this conversation, we'll come to the conclusion that there is no right age. Okay, well, let's stop but, there then. No, but... <laughs> It's an interesting journey getting there. And we had, I put a call out yesterday on my Instagram. So many, so many people. Well, there's no way we can read all the messages out because it, it, it just, so many people wanted to comment on this. Oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. I suppose, Mark, it is one of life's biggest well, life there's, questions. There's four women that I was looking, over, looking at over your shoulder, not because I wasn't interested in what you were saying, but I was so <laughs> outraged okay. by your breakfast. I couldn't look at you eating it. Um, and they were so animated, and they were so involved, and it was such an earnest conversation. And I thought, you know, it's like that thing when you see kids going through the heartache of first love for the first time, and you think, oh, thank God I don't have to go through all of that stuff. And I was look listening to them, and obviously there's a completely different experience of this, which we'll talk about uh, from a male, uh, as a father's perspective versus a mother's, uh, a man as a woman, you know, in terms of when is the best time to have kids. And also I've had the experience of having kids at a whole range of different ages. Um, but seeing these women talk about it and how animated and how sort of into and serious and important this was, 
I was just sort of reminded, I was thinking, Jesus, that, that is just something I've never, ever really thought of in terms of the body clock and everything. But this is specifically about its impact on relationships, isn't yeah. it? I mean, we're looking we're at... actually going to discuss this in our other podcast, Confessions of a Modern Parent, very much from the child's perspective, because you having been the son of a very young mum, I think that would be really interesting to dive deeper into in Confessions of a Modern Parent yeah. and how you think that influenced your choices of when and where but I think I think maybe if what do you think I think maybe if we just talk more in relation to when we had our kids and how it affected our relationship mm. um and maybe we'll leave the other stuff for our other podcast because it's, well, it's very rich in content all of I disagree because oh. I can't talk about it without talking about having become a father before yeah, of course, but and that relationship. Okay, so you have to talk yeah. about how that affected that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go on. Because of course, that's the sort of that was my first experience of it. I mean, yeah, we will go into all the other stuff in in confessions, but I do say my mum. My mum was young when she had me. She was twenty, but she's not that young. I mean, lots of people have teenage parents even from back then. Well, Which, actually, somebody messaged us yesterday yeah. and, and said that both her parents were fourteen yeah. when she, they had her. And she had an amazing childhood. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. You just that you would think that there's no way that could happen yeah. with two fourteen-year-olds. But I've never really spoken honestly. I don't think about not 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 that I've spoken dishonestly. I've just never fully got to grips with what was going on. Really, I think when me and Izzy's mum had her. Izzy's um, Mark's eldest. And She's Izzy's now... my eldest. She's now twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. And so I was twenty-three when. Uh, 23 just 24 when she when we had her um and if i think back to the decision about having her it was all based upon and this is the point of this podcast it's about how to stay married it's about relationships it's about the impact of having children has on the relationships and how when you decide to have children impacts on relationships and i think if i'm brutally honest the reason because often people say well how did that happen was it an accident it was like an accident on purpose. Mm. It was an accident on purpose because already me and her mum had been together for a good good period of time. So we've been to, together, well, 23, three, four years. Mm -hmm. And already the relationship was struggling. Was it? In many different ways. Right. Um, so a little bit of a glue. So I, if I'm really honest, I think we secretly we sort of what was it called when you on purposefully on purpose what's it called when you on purposefully put you purposefully forget <laughs> I, I can't even know, I can't, selective memory no no no, no. When, you do so, when you do something accidentally on purpose accidentally so we accidentally on purpose God, i haven't heard that since the 80s no. did it accidentally Accident on purpose well, no no and i think it was an accidentally on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah act decision because you a still, moment you still cared for each other deeply you probably still wanted yeah. what you dreamt of totally. having and you felt that by yeah. having a baby you would come back to where yeah. you were yeah and that you know yeah. this is no this is nothing about we we adored having izzy we wanted izzy and we were, I remember having very bold conversations with my mum when my mum said to us both, well, you're not going to keep it, are you? I mean, this, you're too young. And, mm. and I was like, we were both outraged. And I remember us storming off and we were like, no, we're going to, we knew what was best for us and all that kind of mm. stuff. Um, but it was definitely about being a band-aid at that point for our relationship. It was the, maybe the next step in our relationship that could rescue our relationship. 
that was, I think, if you... And you'd always desperately wanted a family. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Only yeah. child, chaotic upbringing. Yeah. So it probably was to glue you together a bit as well. well you were probably starting to... Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'd had my first experience of chaos in my life at college. And I think this also ties in with men and when they want to have children and when they think they should mm. have children and what happens to men. I'd had, I had a very sort of sedate teenagehood. And then at college was my first absolute kind of run riot sort of moment. It was where I kind of, came, everything, like the wheels came off everything and it all went nuts. Coming out of the carnage, I came back out with another long-term relationship. Like I, you were trying to set yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted yeah. to sort of deny that sort of part of me, if you like. And so, again, I think having a child at that age was part of not just gluing our relationship together, but kind of, you know, suppressing a wild yeah. addict. But, and, and, you know, <laughs> how many people subconsciously do that? When, I mean, what is the pure decision to have a child? Yeah, yeah. You know, most people, there'll be subconsciously all sorts of things going on that they believe a baby will bring to them mm. or bring to mm. their yeah, relationship. Yeah, true, exactly. I mean, so, I think if you unpack it at all times, it's... And we've talked about this on our Confessions of a Modern Parent. It's not an entirely unselfish decision. You're not you're not no. doing this for the well and good of an unborn life because no, it's life... to enhance. You, yeah. you, when you have the dream, the dream is to enhance your life, to enhance your. There's so much romanticism tied up with having a baby. Yeah, I mean it's extraordinarily romantic. Yeah, the two of you are going to be bound together. Yeah, and I, forever. I remember that being you create the case. life together. It's it's exquisitely yeah. romantic. Yeah. And then it isn't. And then it's the most unromantic <laughs> thing that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> then it spectacularly isn't. Oh, my God. And I don't mean that. And for any new parents, I'm not trying to put you off, but fuck me. It's <laughs> it's like a smack round the chop. If, if there was anything that wasn't going to glue us together, it was having a oh, child. Oh, there is no such thing as a glue baby. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be. You have yeah. to be pretty solid. You have yeah. to be pretty yeah, yeah, solid. Too. Having said that, we weren't solid at all. No, we weren't. But just before we get onto that, just I suppose I had, when I look back, I think to myself, we did have Izzy too young. I, I feel that we were too young. I mean, I thought, no, but maybe it was that you weren't with the right people. Perhaps. Because perhaps. plenty of people do have them at 24. Yeah, too young for me. Yeah, it was too young. It was too. I well, never maybe thought... it was too young for that relationship. Perhaps. Because. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, well, we'll get to our relationship, but I would say absolutely every single thing was wrong mm. for us to have a baby. Mm. But we were with the right yeah. person. Yeah. Um, so. And just quickly, because yeah. I want to contextualise and give equal weight mm. too. And then when Fleur arrived, I, 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 I had no choice in that. There mm. was no, there was no choice in what happened with Fleur. Now, again, that's not to say that you know we love her and and it was it was. A brilliant thing, but it did nothing for the relationship. The relationship was again a flawed relationship. Because it was a beforehand. Relationship. It was a different yeah. relationship. It was a flawed relationship. Uh, we weren't actually together when she decided to have the child, and so and you weren't well. And at I, all. No, no, no. I wasn't well at all. But I would say neither of us were. We weren't in a great yeah. place, and it was definitely, from one perspective, that's hoped, our dog, by the way. Yeah, we hoped that that Fleur would also be the glue that would hold something that was already pretty. Chaotic, chaotic yeah. together, and within all of that, you know, I've taken my responsibilities and, and and duties as a dad, 
very, very seriously, um, mm. and as best as one can as an absent father. But and you have an extraordinary daughter. She's an extraordinary ex person. Extraordinary. <laughs> I mean, they're both extraordinarily <laughs> strong, talented, beautiful, yeah. hardworking women. But yeah, and so this thing of looking at the paper yeah. and looking at what happened in the relationship doesn't mean no. that you can't still have an extraordinary child yeah. because you can, and they both are. Oh, absolutely. And, and, it, but and, it's but it's. I think we're going to discuss that even more in confessions. Here, it's about the relationships, yeah. and like you said, you had a you had a long term relationship with Izzy's mum that you were trying to put back together. And you had a very wobbly relationship with Fleur's mum, where you'd both come together out of some wobble. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never know. We it collided. Could have gone. It could have gone okay, because some people have have babies in the, in the most ludicrous of oh, situations no, and, and managed to make it absolutely. work. So by so you know, for the listener who doesn't know our, our lives intimately from the rest of our channel, mm. you know, by the age of twenty eight, I had two children. Yeah. Um, so I very much had experience of having children in my 20s. And of course, I recognise the caveat there, uh, though reluctantly so, was that it was, you know, after splitting up with uh, Izzy's mum, certainly, it was all about access from, you know, throughout mm. my 20s. But I mean, yeah, in terms of relationships, in terms of impacts on, um, I can categorically say that in my experience, a child as the glue to repair a relationship isn't what it can be it cannot it cannot serve that function unless you're sorting lots of other shit out within that relationship at the same time because i think that's what the difference with us was was that there has to be something else going on or some other need or desire to make the relationship work well with me i i since i was three years old i had a sense of my maternal instinct I since you were three years old yeah i remember the tiniest i was having a strong maternal yeah. instinct because I grow up around a lot of babies and, you know, big family and all of that. And every relationship that I had, that person wanted to have children with me. It was always brought up yeah. and I was always, it was always no. Mm. And um, one thing that I'd always promised myself <clears throat> from the smallest child was I would never have children with somebody that already had children. That was my top line on the list of things that will never happen, right. was I will never have a child <laughs> with anyone with children. Isn't life funny? Isn't it? Um, and, you know, I'd had, you know, I'd had some good relationships. I'd had some not good, so good relationships. But I always knew I didn't want to have a child on my own. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a child with somebody that I didn't just have. I, I, I was waiting for something where I really had the instinct. Yeah. That it was that this person was going to be the right person. I'm not a facts and figures person. I'm not a practical person. No. I'm impulsive and I make terrible choices <laughs> a lot. So actually, um, probably having a baby, well, definitely having a baby with you was a terrible choice. Right. On paper. It right. was terrible. Yeah, it was. And you with me. Terrible yes. choice. Yeah. So when I met... When Chaotic I met, choice. When I met you, I wasn't thinking about having children, actually. I was just thinking, oh, well, probably... I was really planning a different sort of life because I didn't want yeah. to have a child with somebody I didn't like enough and somebody... And I didn't want the sense that I would be on my own bringing up a child. I think I was a bit bruised by my eldest sister's relationship and I was probably... And I wasn't looking at motherhood through such rosy, rose-tinted glasses... And I just thought, oh, maybe I should quite have questioned this more. Is this really what mm -hmm. I want? 
Anyway, so then we got together and the way we got together, as I would say, is we were a beautiful disaster, was we were two quite broken people yeah. when I think about it. Yeah. I'd had some serious tragedies in my life. You'd had some serious tragedies. We were both drinking very heavily. Yeah. We were both crazy. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about what we were like, how much we used to drink, how we used to think it was funny to lie in the road and see if we'd get run over. Can you imagine what people thought when we were pregnant within four months of knowing each other? Batshit crazy. I mean, just terrible. I mean, in just, every just sense. Bonkers. <clears throat> it was bonkers. And um, and it was also really, 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 really hard. Yeah. When those first two years, I would never want to repeat with Maddie. It was so hard. Yeah. I was not dealing with the unbelievable change. You know, I mean, I was 38 years old. I had lived my life exactly how I'd wanted to all my life. You yeah. know, a lot of my work was travelling around. I was I lived out of a suitcase, actually, yeah, yeah. for years. I really did. And I was always on the move, and I would party hard. I smoked like a maniac. I was, I was a proper... I was heading to an early death. Yeah. I really was. So, again, you know, this is why we're sort of undoing all what we've said about what's the right age and what's the right... So, who would say these two people relationship will flourish they will get healthy and they would have amazing children who i believe both of our girls would say have grown up in a very loving yeah very safe crazy isn't it safe environment you know i mean i bet now even me just cataloging that you're going oh my well, no, god no, no. i mean if i think back to it i mean so so when how old were you you were 37 in 2000 and we thought yeah. we thought oh it probably take me a few years to get pregnant yeah. and then we'll have to have ivf because i'm at the age that i am i got pregnant straight away so you were 38 38 mm. when you had, had my and age. i had a miscarriage before yeah. that so that's quite what having the miscarriage i think gelled us into a state of almost panic yeah i remember you saying imagine if we're going to be that sort of couple that a child imagine if we're going to be a childless couple and you I, said I, it very throwaway, I remember you, and yeah. it was devastating to me. I was like, because I'd only had a mis hadn't had a miscarriage that long before. You didn't mean your intention yeah. was not mean or horrible or anything. You almost thought out, I was loud. out loud, yeah. And and I I remember turning my back. We were in a we were in a baby clothes shop because we were buying baby thing for somebody one of our friends that's having baby. Oh, yeah, I and I remember just turning away and just my eyes stinging oh, my and God. just thinking a childless couple. I'd never heard those words. And I'd said that. Yeah. Because, oh, imagine if we're going to be like a childless couple. What an absolute Yeah, dick. and I'm like, a childless couple. And it, it had like, um, it had a really shocking impact on me. And I realised it was strange because I thought, I think because our relationship was very intense and we knew like we really liked each other really quickly. Mm. And, and it was very... You know, yeah, we were just glued very quickly. And I thought, oh, I remember thinking, is that what will finish us then? God. Because you were younger than me as well. Yeah, yeah. You were seven, we still are, well, seven no, years I younger was than me. I was thinking I was 31 when we had Maddie. Yeah, so that's God, still, that old? I was 31. Jesus. I mean, that's, 
That's still not the whole circuit. Yeah. So, so, and I think because... <laughs> Clearly every five years something happens. And at that point, I didn't realise your immaturity. And right. when I say that, there is going to be an immaturity with seven years difference yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is going to well, be. Well, there is now. And I think, and there is now. And I think because... Because obviously we were equal, we were both funny, we were both successful, we were both, you were very academically bright, yeah. I was like emotionally bright. I didn't really understand your immaturity, I didn't understand the age gap. Right. And I think when you said that, I was like, oh my God, I felt the age gap. Right. And I felt this sense of almost, yeah, panic, not panic, failure. Right. Yeah, real failure. And so I think subconsciously that impacted hugely because maybe if that comment had never been said, yeah. maybe we would have said, well, let's give ourselves a year. Yeah, yeah. And we could have had a year of having um, a relationship yeah. because we went from doing whatever we wanted, travelling around, you know, partying to what at four o'clock in the morning, dancing, smoking, singing, but was to suddenly being in a relationship. And I, when I think back now, I think a real depression came over you because I think you were taken back to where your relationship had ended up with Tabitha, and you were like, "Oh my God, am I going to be like just this well, person who's just say... had a baby?" And it's just like, "Where's the fun? And where's the romance? And where's all of this?" Well, I was about to say. I mean, we've used the word glue a lot. I mean, maybe, you know, embedded or baked into the decision for us to have a child was the idea of gluing everything that had gone before. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sort well, of I fixing think, everything that yeah. had gone before. I think that, I think that I, yeah, because you felt so right in so many ways. And to go back to when I said earlier that I'd always said I would never be with anyone that had children. And then suddenly I saw how you were with your children. Mm. And I think it was like, oh, my God. Actually, I that's a huge thing to see mm. how amazing somebody is with a child because it shows you a lot about their character. Yeah. Even if you didn't want to have children with that person, it, it shows a lot about yeah. their character. Yeah. You know that you were you were loyal and that you were attentive, committed and you were attentive and you were in a lot of pain because you had a lot of love and all of this stuff that I saw informed subconsciously another layer to how I felt about you um and so maybe yeah maybe totally subconsciously I think you were always very frightened I was going to leave you because mm. I was you know older I was on the telly I was mm. you know you thought I was really beautiful all these things that you Still thought do. about <laughs> but you just you always felt a bit insecure about me yeah and so somewhere you probably absolutely, 100%, probably didn't want to have a baby because you'd had two and you were quite in yeah. the chaos of that. But probably yeah. in there somewhere, it was like, maybe this is how I hold on to her. Maybe, but also I was going to ask, to what extent do you think for you, it was it, body clock was just kicking? Was there just panic, unbridled panic that you weren't going to have No, kids? no, because you know the way that I think, my, I'm a bit odd, aren't I? I don't think that much into the future. No, but is a body clock wasn't clock? spoken about as much. I'm way more informed about yeah. body. Where I got really informed about body clock because I had fallen into that trap that a lot of women 
do, which is we are now at the stage in the world where we can have it all, where we can have a long career, we can travel the world, we can yeah, do this, yeah, we yeah. do, and then we can have babies. And it wasn't until I was trying to have Kiki, our second baby, and <laughs> and I was and I was talking to this gynecologist, and she said the terrible. She goes, "I am stuck in the tragedy of leaving it too late to have my second child." And I'm a gynecologist. I've also fallen into the trap thinking we can have it. All. The, still the yeah. body is made to have a baby at 16 18 21 yeah. that's your peak time and so many women are leaving it too late and so i didn't i mean i didn't think of myself as old right so it wasn't really about my body clock it was about whether i would ever find anybody yeah, 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 yeah. that felt right enough to have a baby yeah. so i wasn't in a body clock situation at all actually there's so much of what we're saying. I mean, in a weird way, the question we were sort of asking ourselves is when is or what is the right or wrong time to have a child? Well, I should have been in a body clock situation. Right. And anybody listening to this who is younger, do not fall into the trap because you hear about these people. We didn't have IVF yeah. and we were incredible. We're at 1% chance of having, no, I having Kiki, yeah. I was told by a gynecologist, and I had her at 42. 40, how old is she now? 14. 14. How old are you? 57. Do the maths. I can't. 42. So I was 42 wow. when I had her, Yeah. naturally, after quite a few miscarriages. Yeah. So please don't fall into that trap. Oh, I've got till 38. I've got to... You're very lucky if you get that. And the thing to do is to get, you know... Yeah, but would you say, point. would you say of all of our... Well, I, I'd probably look at all of our children, all of the children I've had, Kiki's possibly the only one that was, and this is only in terms of, I hate to use the word, it sounds very sort of uh, veterinarian, but in gestation, in, gest in gestation, you know, the, 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 the conception of the children, four children, Kiki was the only one that in a sense wasn't happening within a climate of yes. fixing. Yes. And I think that's a really important distinction because I think... I can't even remember how much Izzy, wanted. Fleur and Maddie... Uh, were all in the fog, if you like, of emotional turmoil. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so Kiki's the only one that had sort of a clarity to the to the decision to have. Well, no, I... I we weren't really decision people. We've never been decision people. We trip into everything we wanted, and we tripped into you all wanted, of the other stuff. We definitely wanted a, a sibling. You said you, we. Well, no, 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 because I, I remember, because of the miscarriages and everything, I remember how desperate it became that we wanted a second child. And I don't know how much I that was born of the fact that we lost, lost those. those. Yeah, exactly. And But at the same time, I know that we wanted a sibling for Maddie that, that, that lived with her, that was mm. with her. Because, of course, you know, she, they're, they're four siblings. I thought I was so dumb when I had Maddie. And then when I had Kiki, I wanted another one straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad I didn't have another one because yeah. that's right. And, and that moves us on to why. And that is because the fact that you and I have stayed together yeah. is solely because we rolled up our sleeve and worked so, it. so, so hard yeah. to stay together. Yeah. Because... There was so there was such a long period of time where I didn't want to be with you anymore because no. it was too hard and I was too unhappy and it seemed like you were never going to be able to sort fix some of the things that were had become non-negotiable for me. It was like, I know that if he doesn't change this, 
we will eventually get divorced. If he doesn't change that, I can't live with that. Yeah. And so the period of time where it didn't look like you were even ever going to have, not necessarily the will, but the capability, yeah. I, I was just like, I, I can't, oh my God. I was like, how are we, what are we going to do? But we pushed through. You worked hard. I gave you that line. I said, this is the line and I can't, we won't stay together if this doesn't change. And then you with me, with going through my menopause and that being incredibly difficult. And I could literally weep when I think back to how much I wish I'd taken HRT because the menopause, also the same as children, also the same as addiction that you went through. Mm. These things suck oxygen out of a relationship. Mm. And when you're dealing with sobriety and you're dealing with menopause and all the mental shifts that you have with that and you're dealing with younger child and early teen where do you look at each other and go would you like to just stroke my face would you just like to hold my hand can we just snuggle up can we just take a moment can we just luxuriate in each other all those things go right to the bottom of the shelf yeah. and no wonder and I think we just grabbed our relationship from the jowls of death so many times yeah no it was spectacularly close spectacularly close and and, and 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 actually Maddie was the glue because yeah. there is no well, that's way what I was gonna say. we would still be together if it wasn't for That's Maddie. what I was going to say but that's what's so fascinating about Isn't these emotional it? conversations because the glue of a child hasn't worked in my life and it has worked in my life and on the one hand you know we, I couldn't sit here with any conviction and say that won't work for you because it can kind of work for you, but it has to happen in conjunction with something else. I don't think it can happen oh, in, and God, of it, no. in and of itself. I think no. not just a baby to kind of, you know, neither having a baby to keep a relationship or, or, or literally keep a relationship. If someone's out the door and you're thinking, if I have a child, I'll, you know, I'll, mm. I'll entrap them or I'll keep them or whatever. That's not going to work. Um, or the other way around. Or the other way when around. Men, when men, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. You know, holes in the Durex yeah, or yeah, hiding yeah. the contraceptive pills or all of that. It won't work. It won't it work. It will not work. You can't trick there, someone is... into loving you or staying with you. I think if somebody is passionately telling you yeah. that they don't want babies and you think, yeah. well, all that has to happen is the baby has to come along and they will love it. There's a chance that could happen. Yeah. But there's a massive chance but that it, it would go the other way. Am I right in thinking that the optimal time to have a child is in your 20s for a woman? Well, 16, your body is like 16? so strong. Well, because uh, remember I used oh to do that God. hospital program. Yeah. Physically, physiologically. Don't right. forget we were made to die at 40. Yeah, yeah. That's why we don't have estrogen and testosterone and all these things yeah. producing in our body because we're supposed to be dead at 40. Right. So, and and as this kind of, this top, this consultant gynecologist has explained to me, that our biology is exactly the same as right. it's always been, right, but medical right, right. science and all of that allows us to live double the yeah. time that we should. So at 16, and interestingly, when I've spoken to nurses and midwives, they say the easiest births are those teenage really? births. Yeah, really? that's... So presumably yeah. 20s is good. So that's a huge pressure on relationships and women, isn't it? To think that the younger you are, the better the timing is. But it's so hard, isn't it? Because... I could have had the perfect body at 21 to have a baby, yeah. but I would have been a terrible mother. Right. Yeah, now, exactly. So now there are physiologically, many yeah. women that are brilliant mothers of that age, but I was in chaos. I mm. was, uh, I was, you know, a massive drinker. I was a partier. I wasn't, ra I was a raver. Yeah. It wasn't time for me. 
And I think I would have had a child that would have grown up around a lot of booze and a lot of fags. And I would have been that sort of mum. I, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm ashamed to say it, but that's who I would have been. But what about old... I mean, that Maddie made... saved my life, actually. Yeah, I think. yeah, I think she did. Because I just couldn't... I was just looking at this baby going, right, okay, who am I going to be? Yeah. I remember walking along with her, really small, went for a walk down, down towards our local park, and she was on my in a papoose. And I was just like... I was looking about, looking at all the friendships that I'd been so chaotic with, all the people that I'd let down. It wasn't just our relationship. It was like, who am I? Yeah. Where is my anchor? And just walking along the road, just sobbing. And this, literally the tears bouncing on her head. She said, who's she going to see? Yeah. And she, and that was literally my turning point in my life. Where I was like, I'm going to be a better friend. I'm not going to dump people. I'm not going to treat people the way that I am. I'm going to fucking try hard mm. to be a decent person because I'm not a decent person. Mm. Um, mm. I have the potential to be one. Yeah. I think I think things happened around me and with me and to me that that ignited a a crack in me, you know, yeah. that wasn't good. I'm not a naturally good but I think but I think I had in me a deep sense of responsibility that was brought out by, yeah. oh my God, we've had this baby and we've got to make this work. I mean, I guess on a practical level, the issues of having a child when you're older, I mean, I'm being quite literal here. So when you're younger, you're physiologically better positioned, but perhaps experientially not. When you're older, you've got all the experience, perhaps, and maybe a little bit more wisdom, but you are about to go through the crushing reality of the menopause. Um, but what you've also got when you're older is you've got the wisdom of your the people around you, yeah, your peers. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know, I've been a loose woman for how long now? I don't know. And, I, and, and I've learnt so much. Yeah. You know, we, we, if we had had a baby in our 20s, we wouldn't have made it. No. Because we wouldn't have been on the right track to... to self-improvement and well-being and all the stuff that we've worked on we've worked on every single part of us because we're parents yeah, yeah, so yeah. in a way they they fixed not only they devastated our relationship for a while but then we built ourselves as individuals to mm. be better people and therefore as in a relationship to be a better relationship yeah yeah no it's true i mean we wouldn't have made it we wouldn't have made it when we were younger no, no. Wow. I mean, I don't know if there's any practical advice in here, but I mean, it, it, there's, there's no definitive answer, is there, really? Should we read some of the social comments on your social media? Yes. Yeah. So I, I think my mum was going through the menopause as I was hitting teen years, which maybe isn't ideal. Anonymous. Ah, right. Right. Well, can we keep that and keep that for confessions of a modern parent? Because I've been having a lot of, as we've been talking, I've been thinking about how the menopause yeah. has affected my parenting. Right. So, yeah, maybe that's what we'll do this week on our Confessions of a right. Modern Parent. Because I think this is, re this is really interesting from both POVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a fascinating one from Georgia. He's not said it directly, but I feel the guilt of my father having me early, trapping him and ruining his future. <sighs> wow. That's, oh, no. That's tough. That's tough. I mean... I think managing managing the frustrations of what you can and can't do and have and haven't done. I mean, obviously, it's an infinitely different situation for the vast majority, though not all, of women than it is for men, that compromises and sacrifices are made in terms of choices. 
I definitely feel in my life I've made all sorts of sacrifices, re-geography, um, where I could have worked in the world, where I, I would have liked to have worked in the world, certainly when I was offered a place in America. But I, I don't I don't ever feel it I don't I've never felt sort of bad about my children for that. I've, just, I've recognised well, no, that it was my choice. I've never I, felt I it was a problem. I think it's a strange choice of words, and it is a, the, the word that is used, sacrifice. It's not, it's just part of being it's a parent. Plan, yeah. We were talking a couple of weeks ago on our Confessions of Modern Parent about the job yeah. description. The job yeah. description is that you don't get to just do everything that you want, right. and that's what you have to... And, that, and that's why, ask yourself that. If you're thinking about having children, yeah. remember this... You don't get to do everything you want, yeah. and the 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 rewards for that are huge. But if you're going to have a problem with that, do not have a child, children. Somebody in our uh, one, somebody that contributed last week to our confessions for modern parent did actually say, "I would put in the job description that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're doing things you don't want to do." Very true. Very true. <laughs> so that's another thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're trying to talk to someone in who's really into who's really wavering about having children, actually imagine how they might cope with that. Yeah. If you've yeah. got a really and when I say selfish, I don't mean that in negative terms, but a selfish but a person that likes to get up and take a yeah. leisurely walk on a Sunday morning to get their papers and then sit and eat croissants and coffee and it's spend gone. a couple of hours. It's, it's gone. gone. Just accept that. It's it gone. is gone. It's, it's gone. gone completely. <laughs> I mean, have we talked about, though, we haven't really talked at all about how having children completely fucks with the intimacy, fucks with the time together. We were still in our honeymoon period. And sometimes I actually really wonder whether part of the longevity or our ability to stay romantic with each other or into each other is partly because our honeymoon period experienced some arrested development. You know, before it kind of ignited, well, it was igniting into chaos and carnage. It was put on, you know, a sort of handbrake turn happened, which was Maddie. Uh, everything else that kind of evolved. So that when we kind of came up for air and sobriety and a slightly more sensible place, there's still that fundamental desire for We're each other. We're very lucky, though. We're very lucky. Because for a lot of people, that's a flame that just would have been put out completely. Wow. So we are we are lucky that there were still embers <laughs> here's louisa hackett uh probably not both my parents were 14 when i was born but i had the best childhood oh that's wow. it wow yeah 14. louisa i was talking about that earlier that's, that's incredible i love that story that's that's amazing isn't it because you all you hear and i think that is something to bear in mind you you only ever hear bad press about people who have kids when they're yeah. so young yeah. so young um and i guess uh, my parents had me too late no interest in me being a child oh no that's heartbreaking i sometimes wonder whether can we keep that for the other podcast because i i have my thoughts on that as well about being an older mum yeah well i wonder whether you know with older you know I wonder how, it, yeah, what are the impacts on a relationship when you both have a child in, say, your 50s? Because you can now, can't you? You can have children in your late Somebody 40s, early 50s. I know's had a, a child in their 50s. We obviously with... I mean, I, I recognise that it's not selfish insofar as you have a right to want a child, but then, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm old-fashioned and I'm un, un, uninformed on this topic, and I acknowledge that I'm probably a very unsort of uninformed person on this but I can't help but wonder I would consider it very selfish of me to have a child at 60 or 55 or something like that I think it was selfish I think I'd be handing the child such an already 
established disconnect. I, I feel the same. Generation. I, I don't judge anyone that does no. it, but personally, I wouldn't have gone past forty-five. Yeah. This is this is intriguing. Mel says my parents were both late thirties when they had me. They've always been older parents. <laughs> <gasps> Bloody 42. hell! Kiki says to me sometimes, Mum, when I'm da da da, you'll be da da da. I know, I know. And I well, feel really bad. Well, do you know what? Sometimes I do that with you as well. Do you? <laughs> it's like, oh, when she's... Yeah, but when you're 90 and I'm 84, there's no difference, is oh, there, really? I don't really? think I'm going to get to 90, sweetheart. Oh, bloody hope so. Italy, 08, says, I always thought my parents were too old. Mum was 36 and Dad was 40. I, I mean, it's interesting that because... What is too old? I mean, yeah. it depends how old you are in yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, I meet people of my age that I think are 20 years older than me. And I'm not talking about looks. Yes. I'm talking about attitude. Yes. And I think um, probably for me, it's been amazing being with somebody that's seven years younger than me. But, but, but we both have a very playful attitude to life. We're silly. Yeah. And we, and, and so I think the important thing is, are you silly? Are you silly in your relationship? Can you be silly in your relationship? Can you be silly with your kids? Yeah. Because that's the most youthful thing that you can do. Yeah. And I think also that's a really important thing in your relationship to diffuse the stress of having children. Talking about the oxygen being sucked out again, going back to that, you know, that better to be kind than be right yeah. you know you can be always in this like battle with each other and the kids and who's doing the most and who's it's all that stuff that really just chips away at a relationship isn't it yeah. just the domesticity of it it's like how can you be less domestic and yeah. I think part of what's helped us is that neither of us micromanage domesticity no uh, we've never been like, do the, yeah. I've done the dishwasher, you do the dishwasher, you do the nappy, I did the nappy. I, I made a conscious decision that I never wanted to be that person. Yeah. And you didn't want to be that person. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing to bear it, in mind is... And we, that helped a lot because yeah. that becomes very unsexy between people. Yeah, I, I think, think we keep... Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pleased you kind of brought us back to that because I think so much of this is, is totally appropriate to confessions of a modern parent. I mean, I think one of the things you have to bear in mind as well, whenever you have a baby, is necessarily because of the muck and tiredness and, you know, what was it, Robin Williams, the late comedian Robin Williams said, uh, having babies is just like taking drugs. You, you smell shit, you look awful, you've got no money, <laughs> you know, you're depressed. You know, it's all the key symptoms of being a And then a, a the dizzy junkie. fairy arrives and you're not allowed to touch the tits. Uh, abso said absolutely that. right, absolutely right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he says, you know, and then as he says, you know, post-pregnancy post, uh, is it makes premenstrual tension look like an absolute stroll in the park. I mean, do check out his, his live act. No, no, you're funny. totally exhausted. If you're yeah. thinking, is this the right time for me? Yeah, I mean... It, you know, have you... How is your sex life? Because yeah. remember that your sex life is going to be devastated for a period of time. If you're a man listening to this, be prepared for that. Yeah. Be prepared. Don't get... Don't don't think this person doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. This person is completely overwhelmed with what's happened to her body and how much she... The responsibility of keeping this thing alive. It's exactly. like, you get to end, end of 25, you go, it's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the most terrifying thing you'll ever 
<laughs> and it and it removes you know talk about you know roasting you, you've got nowhere to hide it gets mucky it gets ugly romance is dead isn't it i mean for a short period of time romance is dead it has to be well i would say romance comes in very many different ways and it's enormously romantic if your partner says Oh my God, you're totally, look at your extraordinary body. I can't believe what you've done. I'm in awe of you every minute. Come here and just let me cover you. You lie there for now and I'm going to take the baby. And there is nothing sexier and nothing more romantic. And that is going to get you good sex once this body is healed. Yeah, but probably most men are thinking I'd rather be down the pub. Well, I'm afraid. No, I'm If you want that. to know how to be romantic, it is the, it has the potential to be one of the most romantic times of yeah. your life, it's just dressed differently. Yeah. It isn't about turning up with some flowers because you know she's had a, a fanny no, stretch and, and beyond anything that's wrong. It's about running a bath, putting some salt in it. It's yeah. about it's about saying over and over again, that body of yours is incredible. I can't yeah, believe yeah. that you've given us this baby out of that body. And, I, and, I, and if you start with that, right at the beginning and you add those layers and layers and layers that that will deepen your love for each other but that's enormously difficult i didn't i only know that now at my age if i was if i was counseling my daughters i would say to my daughters talk about this in your relationship before you have your baby say this is what i'm going to need from you because the poor men, they don't know that. No. They don't know that. They don't, and we don't know how to ask for it, and they don't know how to give it because it's that suddenly there's this person and they're bleeding and they're looking really weird yeah. and they're crying and there's milk coming out of their breast. They don't know how to come to you, they don't know how to be for mm -hmm. you. But if you think about this stuff beforehand, it can be a deeply romantic Well, time. you've kind of answered a, a huge question for me because I think I only managed to kind of be close to those things. I'm not suggesting for a minute I was, I was successful, but close close to those considerations. Uh, when I was the grand old age of, what was I, 36, 37, when we had uh, Kiki. And so in a, way, in a way, you know, men, only older men will be able to even get, I think, get close to that comprehension. It comes with age. I was quite a well-reformed... I think this generation is more open to it. Men think? are very I hope different so. now. I hope they so. talk in a different way to each other. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, mean, I thought I was you... a very right-on dad in, in, in every single set of circumstances, however complicated they were. But when I look back, I sort of wince when I sort of think, God. Yeah, but we, we've, the world has changed a lot. Like, you know, if you pick up... You know, if there's a if there's blood on the floor, and if there's been something, and you pick that up and you wipe it up, you're you're showing your woman that you are completely intimate with her, mm. that her body is extraordinary, and you're not repulsed by it. Yeah. Because believe you me, you have a feeling. I remember sobbing and sobbing and sobbing to my homeopath after I had Maddie, and going, "I feel such a failure," and yet I've given birth to this incredible creature and I was lying there thinking my body had failed my body was disgusting mm. my body and and it's just so sad because it's not it should be the most enriching time but I think as women we too often don't know what to ask for and men are just reeling and they don't know how to give what we need well, there you go guys pick up the sanitary towels with love and she will love you more. I remember moving the placenta around the fridge an awful lot. I remember moving it all over the place from freezer to freezer. It was on a plate. And it's a bit like when you buy lamb chops and you put them in the freezer I mean, and then one, you just never end up yeah, using them. Yeah, and I mean, them. at one point I did consider using it as a frisbee. It was, <laughs> it's a very odd time.